Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 48 of the Quickie Podcast. Thanks for being here. My guest today is Anthony Garzona. He is a senior designer out of Seattle. He originally had a degree in product and industrial design, then moved into design and branding. And his current job is a really unique mix of all of that. But I'll let him tell you about that. Anthony also shares a really funny story with us about how at one point in his career, he was during the day designing beautiful like women's high-heeled shoes and shoes for little girls, but then also working in aftermarket motorcycle parts in the evenings. So he shares that funny story with us. Ladies and gentlemen, I really enjoyed my conversation with Anthony, and I know you will too. So pitter-patter, let's get at her. Anthony Garzona, here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Hey, Anthony, welcome to the Quickie Podcast. Hey, thank you. I'm glad you're here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me here. This is great. Cool. You're ready to go then? I am ready. All right. Well, briefly tell the listeners about yourself. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm based out of um, Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. I, um, I got my degree um, in industrial design and product design, but um, I've kind of branched out a little bit and done a lot of plenty of work like in illustration, branding, graphic design, plenty of marketing too. Um, okay. You know, my, my full-time employment is with a, a company that designs and manufactures beer tap panels and a bunch of other products for, like, the beer design industry. Okay. Um, and so, but, like, so with that aside, you know, I've done work within, like, you know, the beer industry, the fashion industry, and um, I had a, a, a quick stint, like, in aftermarket motorcycle parts, too. <laughs> oh, that's uh, cool. So, um, at one point, the the fashion and the aftermarket motorcycle parts were kind of were happening at the same time. So that was a, an interesting Venn diagram there. I was going to say that's a unique one. That's a unique combination. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Perfect. So then even further back than that, I want to talk about your childhood and what was that like? And do you feel that you had a creative childhood? Oh, um, I would say most definitely. And that's gonna, I think that stems from, uh, 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 it's, it's my parents and then my older brother. It's, it was just the four of us. Okay. And, um, like my dad, my dad was, he was a machinist and, um, he was super hands-on. Like we had, we always had like a shop with like, you know, bandsaw, scroll saw, all that kind of stuff. And so he was always, he was always doing like woodworking projects. And, um, it was kind of cool cause he would, he and mom would kind of, uh, tag team, gifts for like Christmas for the family. And so he would do the, he would do the woodworking aspect for it. And then she would, uh, finish it up with like, um, with like painting of that. Um, they would do watercolors and stuff like that. And then, um, and then my brother, um, was pretty good at, 
uh, at drawing and sketching, and then that even um, in later on, like in high school, and then when he was in college, he kind of picked up uh, ceramics and oil painting. Oh, cool. um, So we all just kind of it was. So we were always kind of sketching around the house. Um, I don't know if maybe some of your listeners remember uh, Mark Kistler and the Imagination Station. It was. Um, Imagination Station was a, a like a children's almost a, a TV show, but it was based around this dude named Mark Kistler, who was maybe kind of like a Bob Ross figure. Um, <laughs> okay. And uh, I owned all of his books and um, developed like an early style based upon like kind of his drawing type um, and uh, even went to uh, a workshop of his, which was kind of like, you know, eight-year-old self meeting like this drawing idol um, <laughs> so yeah so I'd, I'd say i'd say pretty creative i did plenty of drawing there's times i'll go back home and i'll, I'll discover like old sketchbooks that i haven't looked at um and i'll definitely be like okay that was when i was really into x-men or that's when i was really into stick figures or uh, so went through know, like different like drawing phases yeah totally and I mean, that's something that happens to this day. I'll look, I'll look at stuff, you know, that I did a year ago and I'll be like, who, who was that? Like, I don't, I don't draw like that anymore. <laughs> kind of deal. Um, Got it. Yeah. When I was younger, my, yeah. my go-to sort of art show was Art Attack. Do you remember that one? Did you ever get into No, that? I don't. Oh, no, Art that, Attack. Okay. Is that, is, is that, was that international or is that Canadian? Well, it was a British show, but I watched it in Canada Oh, okay. um, and there was an English guy on there, and he would just go on and you know do really quick art and build things mm-hmm. with you know his the classic line is get your PVA glue, and he would <laughs> go through and describe, and then but he always did this one feature in the show um, where he would sort of do this aerial view of an area that was just a massive area uh-huh. and he would have a theme for each one. So he's say he's making a dragon. He would go okay. grab thousands of bed sheets in all of these different colors and he would just lay them out on the ground and position them so that when you're looking at this thing from, you know, 200 feet in the air, yeah, it, it's yeah, a yeah. dragon. It looks like a dragon. And wow. I love that show. Art attack. Yeah. This right, is art attack. <laughs> This is our get your. He wasn't, and he wasn't like huffing that PVA glue or anything like that, was he? You never know. He was an interesting <laughs> character. <laughs> but yeah, that was. Right. You know, it's interesting Art to attack. hear that there was, um, you know, a bunch all some of the other uh, kid art shows or and drawing shows, you know, really geared toward a younger audience rather than you know the Bob Ross painter, right? Yeah, totally, Very cool. totally. Uh, so. Then take us back yeah. to when you first started noticing design out in the world. Was there, oh. you know, something specific that you saw or a specific moment you remember? Yeah. Um, so, like in regards to, I guess I um, maybe I can split that up into like because I can I definitely see myself, you know, as like a product designer in one in one part, mm-hmm. and then like illustration and like art, you know. In, in the classical sense of the term, like in another. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, as, so like as far as maybe, um, let's start with like product design, Anthony first, <laughs> maybe like the first time that I really like, maybe like saw design or like sense design and like how it could maybe even be better is when I was gifted like an original game boy. Um, like the, the big, like gray yes. brick game boy the with classic, like the green yeah. screen. 
So, yeah, love it, right? And so um, we're uh, uh, originally from California, and uh, but grew up in Spokane, which is in eastern Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of our family still lived in California. And so um, one year, our parents gifted my brother and I these original Game Boys with matching fanny packs. Mine was purple, his was blue. <laughs> and um, to... to <laughs> Fill up the time in our Ford Aerostar going from Spokane down to Southern California, which, you know, took, we, we probably split it up over a day or something like that. Yeah. So, so, you know, hours on that Game Boy became, you know, kind of, it, it was thumbs, it was thumbs that kind of started becoming like white under the nail because you were pushing so hard trying to get Mario like to jump higher or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you're into it. You're intense. Yeah, and so I guess I guess noticing what maybe the ergonomics behind that, and then um, uh, uh, and then you know noticing how maybe like controllers, like specifically like N- Nintendo, like controllers changed because you know from that Game Boy to like the Super Nintendo to like the the weird Trident controller that's the Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, um, and then you know what kind of like controller design has become you know nowadays um so i kind of would say like that oh like that original game boy was kind of maybe the first thing that i kind of started noticing as far as like design goes um Mm -hmm. and then okay so then rewind to like maybe like illustration anthony um i I feel like like man the thing that really like I, i i drew all the time and I mean that, like what I said, like you know, Art Attack for you, Mark Kistler for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that really kind of changed my like my personal style and like my love for drawing was when was when I got a hold of the album artwork for the first Gorillaz <laughs> uh, uh, music album yep. CD. Because um, I think the the artist that does that is named his name's Jamie Hewlett, um, and so he's like the He's like the artist that does all of like their character design. Oh, I didn't know that. It's so I like, yeah. He's he's extremely talented, and I, and I remember like I, I like poured over that album, uh, uh, artwork, just that little you know, sleeve in the front cover, mm-hmm. and would like copy all of like the characters in there. I would go to their website, screen capture, paste it into like a word document, um and like print it out so that I could copy it um, so that I would have like almost my, this is like before Pinterest, right? Like I would yeah. have my own like, almost inspiration board, but like gorillas artwork inspiration <laughs> board. Um, and so I think what that's become is that like there, there's flavors of like those characters and like aspects of those characters, like, you know, how a nose is drawn or a hand or an ear or something like that, that I, Mm-hmm. I think really kind of steered um, like my personal like illustration artwork style. Um, um, yeah, I think that answers that question. Yeah, yeah, gorillas so. artwork. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, it's super cool, and I've loved um, I loved being able like to kind of see how um, that artwork's kind of uh, uh, evolved over the years, and like with their recent. Um, you know, albums dropping and stuff like and that. They, and it even carries over into their music videos, if I remember right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that um, that Clint Eastwood music video, um, yeah. their, you know, memories of, 
me being somewhere in the house and then my brother shouting my name to hurry up and come because it was, you know, MTV Top 20 Countdown or VH1, whatever. Yeah. And that was the that music was on. videos we just, on. Yeah, yeah. And we were just, you know, <laughs> transfixed on, you know, these these apes coming out and uh, <laughs> it's such, such a wild yeah. and freaky thing at that time. I remember. Yeah. That. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So then what do you think has been the most influential design of your life so far? Either something you've seen or something you've been a part of. Oh man. Ooh, something that I've seen or something that I've been a part of influential. Hmm. Mm, I would. Okay. So maybe, okay. So as far as like influential in my, a, a, a professional realm is like a product designer. Yeah. Um, in elementary school, there was there were these this couple that were they were mask mask makers, paper mask makers, like and they they were called the Fellers. I think it was F E L L E R. Okay. And they had a, a again, it's, it's kind of like the same flavor as Art Attack or Imagination Station. They had, I think, they had their own thing called the feller arts factory where they would go from school to school kind of like a scholastic book fair or something yep, like that yep. but um like but traveling it was only th- artists yeah right it was only them and as far as i know that was only like in the greater like spokane area and so what they would do is they would have workshops for the kids on how to make these these paper masks and so uh, uh i guess this was influential because this is where kind of it's like it's like where I kind of first learned how to take these 2D uh, like drawings and ideas and to be able to fold and score and cut in very like, you know, almost like, you know, hack or tricky ways mm-hmm. to get like these 3D forms in order to get like 3D forms and depth and like, you know, dramatic shapes on this. It was like using templates, but also just like, you know, doing something, you know, uh, uh, yeah. random. Um, and so I had, <clears throat> my mother is, um, to this day, she's still a secretary at my elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after I graduated, that, or after I left that elementary school, all throughout middle school and high school, I still had access to that library of uh, templates um, that the, the fellers kind of left behind. Oh, um, cool. And so my, I had my, my room filled with like, you know, they were kind of, it was very almost re- like Renaissance-y cause it was, uh, uh, or medieval cause it was like dragons and lions and wizards and elves and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. but also so from I, taking I, yeah. like a flat sheet and cutting and scoring it in such a way that when it folds and comes together, it creates something. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It was like a precursor to almost like model making or manufacturing, which was a huge part of, um, yeah, school and kind of what I do today. Wow. Yeah. So that was a pretty big influence. Definitely. I can see that. And it sounds like it's something that has stuck with you for sure. Oh yeah. And I, I still do it to this day. Every single, uh, uh, uh Halloween mask that I make. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'll really show you, cool. an, I'll show you an example. I'll show you an example. Yeah, definitely. Afterward. Um, who is a designer or a brand that you look up to or closely follow? And what is it about them that you like? Sure. Um, so I think, uh, uh, I think for that, I'll probably just get like, I already kind of mentioned the gorillas, um, mm-hmm. for that one. Like I still, 
you know, I still follow back to, you know, I, I follow the guy like on social media and stuff like that. And so I've been able like to kind of, I can do like a mental catalog of how, you know, even though it's just illustration work, it's still like a brand for that band. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I can like, uh, you know, catalog kind of like his early work for that band versus kind of like what they're doing recently. And, um, kind of like his combination of 2d with 3d work. Um, and so, uh, so I, I follow his work super closely and like, kind of like take a pulse on like, kind of like the new stuff that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, um, there's a bunch of, uh, kind of self-made, um, illustrators, um, that do, you know, through Patreon or I think, I think Twitch is, I don't, I don't, I haven't used Twitch before, but it's, um, you know, they do like, they do, you know, like Twitch broadcast, uh, broadcasts and like stuff on Patreon, but they're all, they're all like, you know, self-made, you know, illustrators or designers or something like that, that are able to make like, you know, a name or a following for themselves Mm -hmm. all solely based on, um, uh, yeah, their artwork or stuff like that, which is super cool and inspiring. And so I try and, um, uh, uh, I think one in particular is that he's, he's a pretty young dude. He's only, I think he's only 27. His name's Max Greek, Greek or Max Grecky. Um, hmm. and, and that's um, on, uh, through Twitch or where is that through? I mean, I think he does, he does Twitch. I follow him mostly, uh, or solely through Instagram. Okay. Um, but I know that there's content that he puts out that, you know, that's only for like Patreon supporters or something like that. Um, you know, but this is somebody that, you know, just got amazing at illustration, put out, you know, content, you know, just vomited out content um, Mm -hmm. all the time. And, you know, just made a name like for themselves. It's, it's, it's so interesting. It's almost like there's this, it's like a new age where it's like you could be so famous, but only, but within a bubble, you know? Yeah. It's a, you basically, you know, the thing is now with all of the different platforms that are available to people to uh-huh. build an audience, you are able to niche down or I guess right. niche down. Um, but it is niche. I know. Uh, some, yeah. Some I American. say, I say niche. I there say niche. Go. Perfect. Um, <laughs> So you know, you're able to niche down so tight and build such a close community um, extremely easily. Yeah, right. So, so yeah, uh, uh, so the, yeah, the, yeah. So like like the artists from Gorillas and like the, this other kind of guy are kind of people that are I kind of try and keep a pulse on because they are they're doing something that I really like. <laughs> That's cool. I'm starting to get you know a really good feel that um, you know illustration is something that you have followed closely from a young age and you still are um, you're really excited about. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of um, like how it was something that I that I followed, and but when the time came for me to decide what the heck am I going to do for college, mm-hmm. um, for some reason I didn't well. Not for some reason, for a good reason. I felt like drawing and illustration wasn't a viable venue for me at the time, yeah. and it was because I it was because I, I didn't think I could. Uh, I mean, to be honest, it was because I didn't think it was something I could make money doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, you know, I I just didn't think you know drawing little characters or something was something I could 
I could make money doing. And so, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it took me going to like a, a college fair and was exposed to the idea of industrial design and product design. And I was like, hold on a second. You're telling me that I can actually, you know, draw, but be able to make physical things mm-hmm. that people can inter- interact with. Um, you know, that was an idea that I never uh, had before. And I, I got, you know, super excited by the the prospect or like what that world is. Um, you know, maybe an example that a listener could uh, uh, relate to is like whenever I explain to somebody new, like what I do, like, Oh, I design beer tap handles. Yeah. It's like, I had, I had no idea that that was like an actual, that's a thing, you know, industry industry or a thing when it's actually like, you know, a multi-million dollar billion, whatever industry, like the craft beer industry is. Um, <laughs> Definitely. So actually, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No, that makes sense for sure. You know, it, there's yeah. a, a lot of people, um, it takes a long time for them to realize that, wait a second, I can make a living out of being a designer and expressing my creativity, right. you know, artists and, yeah. and things like that even. Right. So it's, it's not surprising at all that you start with that. Right. Um, yeah. So what's been the most challenging time in your design career so far? Why was it mm. challenging and mm. how did you get through it? Sure. Um, challenging. So I graduated in 2011. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2011. And, um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty fortunate and lucky that I had uh, a job waiting for me right when I graduated. Oh, wow. And yeah, I, I, I fully acknowledge that that is not what happens. (laughs) And I am, I am very thankful for that. And, um, so I had a, I had an internship, uh, at a shoe design company, um, uh, called the the Top Line Corporation. It's actually owned by Steve Madden now. Oh wow! Okay. Um, so I'd, I had an internship there, which um, became full time employment after I, I graduated. And mm-hmm. so I I spent a year and a half uh, designing women's shoes, like um, heels, sandals, flats, wedges, boots. You know. Yeah. And anything, anything that went into uh, everything from like you know like a like a Payless. Payless or a JC Penney or a Sears or a Ross, all the way up to stuff that would be like in Macy's, Nordstrom's, you know, H and M, you know, like so price points the, all like the product designer, industrial design side almost then. Yes, exactly. Because mm-hmm. shoe design's huge, like for a product industrial design, right? Yeah. Um but then, you know, I learned a lot about like fashion too, which was really interesting and um so I guess the the hard part, kind of harkening back to the uh, when we first started talking, was at that same time I also kind of had like like a side a side gig, um, freelance gig doing aftermarket motorcycle parts, crazy, um, yeah. like specifically for like dual sport motorcycles. So like big, huge Honda, like Hondas, BMWs that are made for like touring across, you know. Or touring like from you know Alaska down to Patagonia or something like mm-hmm, that, right? Mm-hmm. And so like 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 uh, uh, at the end of the kick, like feet, like bent metal sheet metal feet to go on the end of kickstand so that they don't fall into gravel or like luggage racks or skid plates. And so I'd go from you know designing you know a shoe like a like a little girl shoe like for like with a bunch of like encrusted jewels and stuff during the day mm-hmm. to, to, uh, uh, 
just like rugged bent steel like skid plate for you know this 1500 cc motorcycle like at night or something <laughs> like that well like a unique um <laughs> changeover like a big mental shift for the evening freelance yeah work. exactly so like that that mental shift and um the demands that for each and the fact that i was you know i was pretty green um coming just from graduation mm-hmm. i didn't have a i didn't have a car these you know uh, uh the the shoe design company was pretty far away it took a couple buses to get there um so yeah it was kind of hard pressed for time and so i think that's that among other things and me being fresh was kind of made it a kind of a difficult time. <laughs> yeah. Altogether kind of added up to a, to a sort of a, a rough, go, yeah. but you know, a, a good learning curve in the end, right? Oh, Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. So then take us to a specific project that you uh-huh. were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result. Mm. What was that like? Sure, sure. How did that feel? Um, so I would say recently, I did um, some freelance logo design work uh-huh. um, uh, for this uh, this person that they they breed and train uh, uh, German shepherds specifically to be like working dogs for like military and law enforcement purposes. Okay. Um, and um, so, you know, I, I like looked at their looked at like looked into their history, talking to them. They had they had zero branding artwork, and like what they had what they were using was, you know, for lack of a better word, awful. I think it was not good. And so I was like, Oh, sweet. When this is going to be something I can knock out super fast. You know, I can make some change really fast. So, you know, here's, here's a quote for the entire project. Um, you know, I was like, I can, I could probably do this like, you know, in less than 10 hours or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, so it became kind of like one of those classic, uh, uh, client designer things where I, you know, I budgeted this for the project, not for the amount of hours I was working on it. And it ended up taking a lot more time because no matter how many revisions went back, it was, they were always kind of, you know, picking the next thing out, picking the next thing out. Um, And so it was like one of those, like feeling exasperated and, uh, uh, it was one of those things where, you know, uh, the more time you spend on it, the less money you're making. Right. Yeah. Um, cause it was, cause I, you know, bidded it for the entire project, not hourly. Um, and then finally, like the final result happens, like super pleased with it. Like they're happy. I'm happy. Um, it's done. And then it's like the, the last minute request. Oh, and then can you also put an American flag behind it? Like that, like squeezing in at the end, right there. Uh-huh. And I think, uh, I've, I think I've gone to like their website and seen some branding that they've done now using that logo. And I think they're using like the American flag design as like their primary one. When, uh, you know, that was not my intention, yeah. but you know, the one that you're least excited to see <laughs> using <laughs> the most. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. it was kind of like a. a it was a roller coaster as far as emotion goes. Like, feel great. This isn't going well. Awesome. Lame. Like, uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was one that was pretty recent. That was kind of. Yeah, we'll uh, have those. But, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. So I want to switch gears and take us to a project that you have been um, a part of that you were the most proud of. Ooh, proud of, huh? Um, 
Uh, I'm going to take two. I'll be brief with the first one. Uh-huh. The first one will be um, more my uh, my full-time job related um, at Tap Handles, and that's when I had the opportunity to, to design... Um, uh, a tap handle for Bud Light, kind of oh, like their cool. existing their existing tap handle, um, and you know, and this is something that they buy, you know, tens of thousands of like units of, and yep. um, so that was that was super cool, and um, it was really cool to see, you know, after a few, you know, a year or two, at my tenure at, at the company I'm at right now, you know, kind of your designs out in the wild, yeah, and, that's cool, you know what what they're seeing like uh, in their environment. Um, mm-hmm. So that Bud Light handle is, is one that I, I really enjoy. Um, uh, but for freelance in particular, actually, yeah. is um, I did another uh, uh, a branding project for for an arcade bar. Oh, cool! Um, called uh, called Coin Dexters, <laughs> and um, it's uh, what's and the reason why I picked that one is it's actually it's actually maybe about. Mm, 500 feet away from where I'm sitting right now. Oh, cool. Because um, it's, it's actually right where my bus stop gets off. Yeah. And so I did this, uh, uh, you know, I did this logo design for them, and they put it on, like, a sign that hangs up front. So I, I literally see it every single day. And um, every once in a while, I see somebody out in Seattle wearing uh, a sweater that they bought from Coindexers that has my logo like right on the back that's cool that I did for them and so that's something that like I was that that went super well it was like a uh, you know the client was really awesome they they really liked my design I was a big fan of the design it's goofy it's silly it's fun but it, that's what it needs to be for the type of you know bar that it is yeah um so that when you get yeah. off the bus each time, you kind of got to give a little nudge to somebody and be like, look at that awesome yeah, logo. Yeah, I wonder exactly. who created that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's totally. Great. And then what is yeah. one, um, what is one design product tool website or community that you just can't live without? Oh, I can't live without. Um, <clears throat> I can't live without. So I guess, I'll take a product in the community. Like the community that I can't live without is there's a really awesome website called ArtStation. Okay. Um, and it's just it's kind of like a it's basically kind of like a Behance or something like that. Um, but I think it's mostly for kind of it's almost like concept art um, for like eh, you know movies, games, mm-hmm. whatever. But um, but there's some really talented people that are that are on there. Um, and so I'm usually I'm usually I'm on that every single day, kind of like picking up, kind of like new illustration things, and are like, you know, how is this person drawing an ear or something like that? And um, so ArtStation is definitely one that I I check a lot. Um, and as far as a product goes, um, I have a I have a I use a Cintiq at work, a Wacom Cintiq at work. Okay. And that that changed how I how I design how I draw. And for the longest time, all I had at um, at home is um, just a tiny little, what is it, like five or six inch like bamboo tablet, right? Okay. Yep. And um, so it's like it's like I tasted ambrosia at work every single day, and then I'd come home and it wouldn't be the same, like because mm-hmm. I'd be trying to draw on this little tiny bamboo tablet and it just was not working. Um, so I. Uh, I bit the bullet and I bought like the biggest iPad that I could buy that, I, that they had. Yeah. Um, and um, so that 
with mixed with um, Procreate just Dude, absolutely yeah. changed my that iPad Pro with world. the Apple Pencil is ridiculous. Yeah, it changed. I mean, yeah, changed changed my life. It's the best, and it, uh, it's like I can finally do yeah everything that I wanted to and like on it and I've done you know freelance work on it now and it's just you know I haven't opened up my laptop in a while and that's cool so anyway yeah so those couple things I think all right Anthony it's time for the pay it forward question or the ask it forward forward. question yeah so right 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 my last guest was Julia Juravel from Mm -hmm. she's a visual designer out of Chicago okay and the oh, question right. that she wanted to ask the next guest mm-hmm. being you is mm-hmm. if you could redesign something to do with the human body, some part of the human body, what, oh my gosh. what would you change? What would it be? Oh man. If I could redesign something of the human body, what would I change? Uh, okay. So, okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to have two different answers cause I had like a gut reaction answer. Okay. Um, um, and then I have one that's maybe more practical. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. You, no, I'm, I'm going to hold you to the gut reaction answer because that's okay, what this is okay, all about. Fine. So the gut reaction answer was <laughs> if some way the ability to reach like the middle of your back, <laughs> like, oh. you know, like, <laughs> like um, as far as like, as far as like scratching your back goes, yeah. um, that's my, uh, a good back scratch is one of my favorite things in the entire world. Um, I don't think there's anybody who would complain without a without back scratch. Um, as far as, as far as like, you know, you know, whether people believe in like love languages or not, you know, like gifts, acts of service, quality time, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, I, I got rid of those and realized that like back scratches are, is my love language. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the gut reaction one. Um, I love it. I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to make you stick right there. You know what? That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Anthony, what question would you like me to ask of our next guest? I'm not going to tell you who it is, but oh, you can ask sure. anything you want. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of, of Halloween. And um, I go to this, uh, there's a design community Halloween party that's pretty big here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm a huge fan of going just to see like kind of what other people make. And of course it's fun to try and, you know, do something impressive. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask, I want to ask something that's Halloween costume related. And so I'm going to say if, if time resources cost was not a factor uh, what, like, yeah, I'm just going to say, yeah, what kind of character, I'm going to say pop cultural character would of a mask would you design um, for, like, your most, like, epic Halloween costume? All right. Love oh, it. boy, I hope that's a good, I hope that's a good one. Yeah, I think it's a good one. You're going to have to tune in to hear the answer. <laughs> yeah, of course. Awesome. And see, I know who the next guest is. So I'm picturing asking this question of that person. Fantastic. Okay, great. Um, All right, now it's time for the lightning round, Anthony. We are going to breeze through this. And it is 10 quick questions. And um, it's one or two word answers. And I think we'll nail it. it. Um, Before I get started, do you have Mm -hmm. your phone nearby? I do. 
If you wouldn't mind opening up your camera rule, that would be okay. great. That's all, all right, you need I'll to know for now. Two seconds. Let me open up my camera roll. Uh, I'm there. All right. Question one. Uh, what is mm-hmm. a nickname that only your parents would know for you? Bobby. Bobby. Texting or phone call? Oh, texting. What animal would best describe your design or illustration style? Cute anglerfish. Cute anglerfish. <laughs> Um, in two words describe the last photo you took with your phone tent bag you you can have one superpower what do you choose super strength Mm. Um, say one word in a different language salamat alright tea or coffee I drink coffee if you were on the show Fear Factor, would you choose to be covered in spiders or eat live bugs? Oh, I'd eat live bugs. <laughs> you can only yeah. choose one Adobe Sweet product to use for the rest of your career. What is it? It's Photoshop. Photoshop. Yeah. Anthony, you made it's it to Photoshop. the end, my friend. Oh, nice. Thank you Gosh. so much for yeah, being a part of the Quickie Podcast today. I really you appreciate it. it. Thank you. That was Really fun. That was really fun. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to episode 48 of the Quickie Podcast. If you could head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the show, I would really appreciate it. Helps the show get discovered and allows our guests to share their unique and uh, stories and experiences with more people. Thank you again for listening. Have an awesome day and we'll see you tomorrow.